a scud missile of a Facebook post. There, there you go. You were, oh, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way because he's. Welcome, everybody, to the Halfway There cast with Tyler and Eric. As we always like to say, we are halfway there. Eric, it's been an eventful week for you on Facebook, brother. Oh, man. Oh, man. I I say I shouldn't type stuff, but then I type stuff, then I regret it. (laughs) But I kind of don't regret it. Yeah, you you couldn't have regretted this one this time. This was some of your best work, and you picked up a lot of traction. What was the... So it's really, really a bizarre story. And it's weird because did I pick it up before you told me about it? Because I was getting the notification or the, uh, what was it? The promotion, seeing the promotions as well. Yeah, it was a promotion. It was uh, some guy, (laughs) some pastor that, all right, it's called the uh, ultimate. They're trying to sell you the ultimate Easter kit. And it's yeah. this guy and he comes on, Hey pastors, let me tell you about this Easter and got some marketing materials. And it's like church marketing university. Yeah, that's what it was. Church marketing university. Yeah. So it was a, like a, their paid promotion that runs on Facebook. And for some reason, every time I open my Facebook, it comes on. Yes. So you sent me something saying you commented on it, right? Is yes. that how it went down? So I clicked the comments and I'll let you tell them what you did. Well, I don't. Don't to this day, I don't know what the actual full ad was about because all I could see is that he's this guy outside and he's like spinning his camera around <laughs> as he talks. And all I can see are all of the chemtrails in the sky as he talks. He goes to one side and there are chemtrails and he spins it around. Hey, pastors, you know, is it Easter? And he's spinning. And then there's more chemtrails on the other side and I can't even listen to him. Because of all the chemtrails. So I just simply typed awesome chemtrail background. Three words. That's all I put. (laughs) And so the funny thing about this is that, so there's a lot of comments on this thing. I think there's like 43. I've looked at it so many times. I know. Yeah. So there's about 43 (laughs) comments on this and your comment dominated the rest of the comments every time i would click comments to read them yours was at the very top yeah and it started out with many likes many hearts some laughies i gave it a laughy and then i noticed people started commenting on it people started agreeing with you like that's all i can see yeah i see the chemtrails too that's awesome but then well so so you have this church university marketing thing and all that's in the comments is about chemtrails because of what I I put there. And I can't see the comments any longer, by the way, because I've been blocked, but everybody's agreeing with me. Like, yeah, it's chemtrails, except for one gentleman named George Couts. (laughs) And the best I can tell he was from Australia or somewhere. But one day, after several days of this going on and me racking up the likes and things, he says, Eric Douglas, really? 
and you know he tags me in it, of course. If they are chemtrails, as you say, then what chemtrails are in them? What is their purpose? Are the airlines complicit? Why aren't you picketing the airlines demanding that they come clean? Or is it just easier to say, yeah, chemtrails, I don't have any evidence, so therefore it's a conspiracy? So, I mean, he just really, you know, I, I stepped on some toes there. Yeah, George. And so earlier that day, was was that the same day as the Governor Andy Bashir thing I almost commented on? It was. Yes. Yeah, so okay. you were you were ready to fire one off, but we'll talk about all that here in a minute. Yeah. Okay. So so I held off on that one. The Lord graciously gave me this one to comment on. And I just simply wrote back and and I try to be, I do a few things when I comment on Facebook. I try to be logical and catch people in their own logical fallacies. And I try, try to have a subtle sense of humor. So I write back, George Couts. That's a very harsh accusation, George. I feel like maybe I've offended you. What is it that causes you to sympathize with chemtrails? You know, simple question. And later on, George, he, he couldn't stand it. So he comments back. He says, oh, like I said before, what evidence do you have that they are chemtrails? Just saying that doesn't make it so. Assertions aren't evidence. Educate yourself. <laughs> he got a little nasty oh, he, with you. I thought he got yeah, a little nasty with you when he yeah, said that. Yeah, a little bit. So um, I just try to pull out the old logical thinking here and say, given that they are not evidence, I'm sorry, given that they are not evidence, do I need to listen to your assertions then? You made a lot of them. So, so he's making the assertion for me to to look for evidence, but at the same time saying that my assertions aren't evidence, and he, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. I'm asking some simple questions. <laughs> Next thing you know, you send me a message a day or two later. Eric, I, I think they deleted your comment. They deleted your comments. So I get on there to see, and I can't even see. Every time that I tried to click on the video to see, it takes me to a Jay Cutler bodybuilding video. <laughs> Now, that's not Jay Cutler, the football player. Jay Cutler, no, the bodybuilder, correct. Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder. So they have blocked me from their page. They've deleted my comments, which was getting them all kinds of attention and traction. I, that's what I don't understand is your comments was getting them more traction than anything else that was going yeah. on on there. Nobody knew about their Easter marketing materials, but they knew about the chemtrails. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that. <laughs> That, that's one of those. It, it was pretty fun going back and forth. So I had to screenshot some of this to send to you to keep you updated. And I'm glad I did, because if I hadn't screenshotted it, I, I wouldn't have evidence of it now. Since yeah. I've been well, I mean, it. I check it every day now when I when I go through there just to make <laughs> sure you're still not there. And I was so close. I was so close just to agging George on in there. But I, I didn't. You should have I know. put on there. Well, you should put on there. Awesome chemtrail background. I should see same, what same comment and see see what we get wrong. Next time, next time it comes around, I'll I'll do that and see what happens. And if you're a pastor listening, this ad has probably came up on your thing because it would come up like multiple times a day. Yes, on yes, yeah. And the guys, yeah. yeah, church marketing, college, whatever, university. Yeah, silly, silly stuff. Well, okay, so that kind of we're going to just talk about social media tonight. It's kind of what we're going to do. We'll get into later, talk about social media and the gospel and how to think about that. But you've, you've had some, you, you've had some sparring sessions on social media in the past, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Not so much in recent years, but I mean, a few, but back in the day, like a decade ago, I was yeah. 
I was all about it. I I was it's kind of like those street preachers that stand on the corner. I was thinking yeah. that, hey, this is my mission field here. There you go. And I'll go, yeah, talk to all these atheists and things on, on Twitter. And yeah. Yeah. But now, okay. So what started all this really was the Andy Bashir tweet. Was that what that was? Or was it on Facebook? Yeah. This one was on Facebook. Okay. Andy Bashir on Facebook, Facebook, where he says, quote, Andy Bashir's. My faith teaches me we are all children of God. We are to love our neighbor as ourselves, and we are all we are all each other's neighbor. Politics of fear and hate are wrong. Politics of compassion and love are right. That was that's what started this whole thing, right? Yeah. And you were you were ready to you're ready to launch a Scud missile <laughs> right at the feet of the governor. Well. To disagree the, the, with theoretically <laughs> or what, what is it called not literally not literally, not literally yeah, you, yeah you'll get the secret service on me there right yeah no not uh, literally you were a scud <laughs> missile of a facebook post there, there you go you were oh, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way because he's I, I hate it when people bring up the bible yeah to they don't believe the bible or they just believe bits and pieces of it and then bring it up to prove whatever their stance is. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. One minute you have him standing somewhere posing with pictures with drag Queens and all this other stuff. And next thing you know, he, he's quoting scripture, which, you know, they're none perfect. Of course is, is right. what some, somebody's going to say, but I mean, he, he's blatant with this stuff. And then for him to say his faith, teaches him that we're all children of God. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. Right. We're children in the sense that God created us, but the Bible actually says we're children of wrath. Yeah. Unless we're in Christ. So I don't don't know. I I was about to send one back and so you text you a message. You text me and said, should I send? And I said, well, he'll never see it. This was my response. So a lot of wisdom in what's the point. Right. And then if it wasn't what a half a day later, you saw the chemtrails <laughs> and and I just couldn't, which, which I wasn't being, I was just kind of being funny with that one. Right. 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 That was all that was awesome. Chemtrail background. Yeah. Just a little, yeah. little humor to go along with that. What's yeah. that called? What's that called when that kind of thing ha- is that, is that the Mandela effect? What is the Mandela effect? Oh, okay. The Mandela effect was, do you know anything about it? No, that's why I'm asking. You don't know anything about Okay. Nelson Mandela is the only Mandela I know. Yes, that's where it gets its name from. Okay. Because so many people thought Nelson Mandela was dead for years. Oh. And like if, if you know, everybody remembers like, oh, yeah, I remember when Nelson Mandela died and he did this thing and that thing. What? And then it was years later, he ended up actually dying. And everybody's like, hey, thought he died a long time ago. Hmm. And so it's it's this thing. The Mandela effect is where you have in your culture a collective memory of something that doesn't actually happen. So I think of a few examples. I, I wish I'd uh, okay thought of more. Okay, there's a book that you probably read as a child that had a family of bears. Okay, what was the name of that book? Uh-huh. The poor. Yeah. 
the the porridge bears. Yeah, it it, it was a family. Of, I don't want to say it because that that'll run the the, the thing there. Yeah, I know, I know the story. Little little Bo Peep. Now that's big red writing. <laughs> All right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show. Yeah. I'm going to show you a quick picture okay. of. Oh, okay. I'll you just threw your phone. You just threw your phone. Threw your phone. All right. Okay. Can you see? Oh my goodness! Oh, it went what? Right. What are you doing? I'm just struggling here. Okay. Right. Yeah. You remember them? Family homes. Oh, the Bernstein Bears. Bernstein Bears. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Bernstein. Bernstein Bears. They are not the Bernstein Bears. <laughs> what are they? Okay, so so they're the Bernstein okay. Bears. It's spelled completely different than what you would have remembered, because I remember Bernstein Bears. That's what it was always called. Yeah. But it's Bernstein Bears. So Why did, it's, it's spelled completely different. Bernstein, yeah. Why did now, I... Why did I think it was the Bernstein bear? That's that's the Mandela effect. Everybody thought it was that, but if you go back and look at the books, that's never what it said. Are the Care Bears even Care Bears? They don't. They don't even care. <laughs> no. Uh, another one. I another one I can think about. This is a good one. You ever had any uh, Fruit of the Loom clothing? Yeah. All right. Do you remember the Fruit of the Loom logo? Yeah. Can you describe that for us? It had grapes in it. Okay. Anything else you remember? Like a bounty of fruit. Okay. What do you mean, bounty of fruit? Like it had several pieces of fruit. Okay. Yeah. It was a loom. It was a loom uh, of fruit. And and do you remember like a, uh, I think they're called a cornucopia. Okay. Yeah. I, little the, Like a little yeah. wicker wooden basket thing yeah. that the fruit is in. Yeah. I don't know. Never, yeah, that, that, that. that's what most people remember. It, it was yeah. never there. Never oh, there. Okay. Okay. I understand what the Mandela effect is now. So that Everybody was not what it said. That then was not the Mandela effect that happened with the <laughs> <laughs> you not posting and then getting to post on that. No, that, that's just the providence of God. There, okay. Brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what I was curious about. If that was the Mandela effect or not. Huh? So like, uh, let, let me give you one more just while I'm on give it. Give me one more because I've experienced this some, I think. Let me see if I can let me pick a good one out here. Okay. Ever watch Looney Tunes as a kid? Sometimes. You know what I'm talking about when I say Looney yeah, Tunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you spell Looney Tunes? L O O N E Y T T U N E Z. Oh no! Okay, you're better than most people. You said T U N E Z, like tunes, like music. Uh huh. Most people would do tunes, tunes like cartoons. Yeah. T O O N S. Yeah. I just remember seeing tunes. I was trying to be tricky with the Z, though. I thought maybe they tried to trick everybody. Okay, so this makes sense. I understand. I understand this now, and I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I've seen these things on Facebook, like on reels and stuff, yeah. where you thought it was this way, but it was actually this way. Yes. Lied to I, our whole lives about things. I, I have to give you one more. Mm. Do it. Several weeks ago, we talked about the Oscar Meyer mobile. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you spell Oscar Meyer? O-S-K. 
that in a song? Isn't it a song? That's B O L O G N A. Oh, that's there's baloney. A, there's a baloney song. O S K O A R O S K A R M E Y E R. Okay, you have fallen prey to the Mandela effect. It's O S C A R. Okay, so, M- so that yeah, that was just normal. But it's M A Y E R Mayer, yeah, Mayer, Oscar Mayer, M A Y E R W, not Oscar Mayer. Okay, Oscar Mayer. I wonder if yeah. it's related to John Mayer. Could be. Did we Could ever be. want to see John Mayer in concert? I think we did, didn't we? I tell you what, I'm struggling with. Let's hear it. Is tonight I got an email from Ticketmaster saying Ooh. that pre-sale going on for Stripers nice. thing. I would like to kind of like to see him. They've got to be 75 years old. Did I ever tell you about the time I had, um, you know, their lead singer is Michael Sweet. Okay. Um, Had tickets to go see Michael Sweet that my brothers and I got at the Heritage Bookstore in Somerset, Uh, Kentucky. The Heritage Bookstore is up for sale. I sent you that. That's that's what I hear. We, We got tickets to go see him in Campbellsville, someplace in Campbellsville. Yeah. Drove all that way, got there. Not a soul was there. The doors were chained. There was no concert. <laughs> Literally had chains on the door. Did did the bookstore who do you? I think we might have got our money back. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Wonder what I happened. Don't, I don't know. I guess maybe they didn't sell enough tickets and they canceled and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> you all were the ones that bought it. I like the Elvis concert I went to that time. Yeah. At the. Yeah, no, I go to these concerts where nobody else goes to, well, apparently. That happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So back to social media a little bit. You, so a big name on X is Matt Walsh. He's, uh, what, what's he worked? What's the company he's works for? Oh, uh, is it the Daily Wire? Daily Wire, conservative yeah. news outlet. Rumor is that you propelled Matt Walsh to fame. Well, there would likely be no <laughs> Matt Walsh if it hadn't been for me. Let's hear Probably. It. Well, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting how it happened. I've mentioned before that I was previously a courier for a bank. I would drive around most of the day currying stuff. <laughs> and... I think it was nine. What time of the day was it? 10 o'clock. I forget what time it came on, but a guy by the name of Leland Conway Uh was on. And then who came on after that? I don't remember who it was. It might've been Leland Conway and then he left. And then, so they had to hire a new host. It was on six 30 WLAP. WLAP. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to music. I would. I was a uh, listen to talk radio kind of. How guy. old were you when you did that? Late twenties. It's weird. Before we get into the story, it's yes. weird that when you get into a certain, you get to a certain age, that you become a person that listens to talk radio. Yeah. Like when I was young, I would rather have my ears cut off than listen to talk radio. But yes, there's been phases in my life where that's all I want to listen to. That's, I'm kind of there now. Which you have podcasts now. I'm listening to a lot yeah. of different podcasts, but. I do not listen to music in the car. I just can't hardly listen to music in the car. So I'd rather listen to people talk. Really, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Really a strange, a strange dynamic. What? Well, so, you learn stuff. Yeah. Sometimes. 
sometimes you just don't. But yeah, I wonder what the Mandela effect has to do with that. I don't know. Hmm. I bet Any- Church Marketing University would know. <laughs> bet they have a podcast. <laughs> All right, let's get back to your story. Well, they had, had to hire a new person for this show, a two-hour-long show or something. And ended up, they hired Matt Walsh. This is based out of Lexington, which is you know not too far away from us. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, you know, he had this big, deep voice. He's he's like our age, or yeah, maybe yeah. slightly younger. Even I, I don't know, yeah. I, but I remember the people saying, "Hey, he's going to be like the next Rush Limbaugh. He's going to be big stuff." And he had his had his show. Well, that was back in the day when I was blogging hot and heavy <laughs> all the time, like multiple times a week. And on the blog that I had, if somebody followed your blog, you could see who it was, what, where they were from, mm-hmm. you know, things like, especially if they had another blog. Well, Matt Walsh was one of my followers on on there, and I wrote several things that he would read. You could see who read it. Uh-huh. And if they liked it and things like that. And shortly after that, what did Matt Walsh do? Starts blogging himself. And then that's when he blows up and gets gets real big because he starts, you know, talking like he talks and, yeah. you know, just really caused a lot of ruckus. Mm-hmm. And then so he went from his blog to his new radio shows and the TV and, and the streaming and, and all that. But. He was an early follower of mine that I think I inspired him to start blogging. Wow. I didn't know this story. Yeah. What was that blog called of yours? Back then it was, I had a few different names. That that was either the Truth Matters blog or the one before that was the Hope of Glory or something like that. Okay. I can't remember. So you influenced him. He's 37, by the way. Just 37. Okay. So you influenced a young Matt Walsh. Yes, I'm convinced I did. To start blogging, and then that's when he blew up and moved to Nashville and got on with the Daily Wire. And now is a national voice, so he influences national events in some some degree. Yeah. And it all started with an Eric Douglas blog. That's that's impressive. Oh, yeah. I'm really proud proud of him. I've often wondered if he would remember that. Like, oh, yeah, I remember reading that guy's blog. Wonder if he ever hears our podcast. He's like, "Hey, there's that guy." Truth Any- matters. Yeah. Anybody that knows Matt Walsh, send him our way. I'd like to ask him a few questions. Click <laughs> to get get down to the nitty gritty with him on a few. That's things. that's who we need to have on our shows, Matt Walsh. Well, yeah, I'd say he's a hard get. Well, I mean, for some people, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> maybe not. He probably come on for us. Maybe not his inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, so I can remember as well, taking Mr. Blue's public speaking class in college. Oh man. And kind of refining my gift of public speaking, (laughs) but you took it before me, I believe, didn't you? Did you take it in college too? I did. Yeah, I did. And of course, Mr. Blue was the father of one of our good friends. So I didn't have to do much in there. I don't believe. Yeah. But you took me for show and tell one day, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I had to remind me of that because I don't remember it. Oh, yeah. You got to remember. So this was 
Yeah, public speaking at Old Somerset Community College. SCC. And I, I, yeah, I had to give a speech, like a demonstration speech. You didn't do the punch like you did in high school? No, no. I, I was demonstrating how to long snap a football. Okay. And so I needed somebody to catch that football. So you were that somebody. You came to class with me that day and they kind of scooted the desks back a little bit and had you back there and I, long snapped the football like on a punt <laughs> of course it wasn't that long because the uh yeah. the, the room wasn't that big and yeah you know i did pretty good long snapping but so i needed somebody that could reliably reliably catch and then of course i'm sure me and you were wanting to go out to eat afterwards or something oh my god i can't wait, wait. i wonder what the people thought of that <laughs> i i remember i don't remember a lot but i remember yeah. when i snapped the ball yeah there's a gasp in the room yeah you could you could fire that ball i was pretty good you, yeah. you know who got me started well Kate, i'm gonna tell one on kp tell one on him kp was the long snapper yeah. for our <laughs> somerset high school football club yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what i call it now and it was first game of the season he long snapped the uh the punts he did the uh field goals and uh kp first game i don't remember if it's against star Crosstown rival or who, but he kind of kind of bobbled the uh the field goal snap, the extra point. And sell, he sell one or did he hit it on the ground? I I don't remember, but we missed a point. So so coach put me in after that, yeah. and then I was I was in there ever since. Yeah. Well, KP needs a little relief. He was snapping all the other times. He, well, play. we both have very short legs. Both well, of us. you all had a big discussion on text about that this week. And I didn't, I didn't respond much to it because I was guilty because I have long legs and I didn't really know how to talk about that. Like you all did, but rumor flying around is you're all going to have a great hip measure off to see who's got a higher hip bone for too long. Hey, P is six foot man with <laughs> legs, legs, the size of a toddler, apparently. And we're, we're just now realizing that we have that in common. <laughs> yeah, that was a, Interesting text conversation we ran on with KP about that. You reckon, uh, you reckon that whenever we were in the class in there that we wore our matching Dennis Rodman shirts? I don't think I'd have fit in it by then. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Yeah. We had those, did the hair chart, did the hair, did the hair on those shirts change colors? No. Oh. You had to, you had to buy a, a different color for each shirt. Okay. And so. I know me and you and our friend TJ, maybe somebody else. There's like four of us that had the exact same shirt, different colors. Yeah. And we would just wear it and walk around. We thought we were big stuff. We did. We did. If we'd had social media back then, boy, we'd have been oh boy. TikToking or you something. Know, I think about that a lot. I'm, th- is... I'm thankful. Oh, I am too. <laughs> but like, what, what, I think we would have been very frequent posters. Yeah. With all the stuff that we did. And I believe yeah. we would have probably been pretty good at it. Oh yeah. Um, Cause we yeah. were, we were a little bit techie and weirdly outgoing on things like that. It was weird. Yes. Um, so yeah. And that's, that's weird also for our listeners. If you see us outside of the podcast room, we're probably not going to talk very much. No. A little bit more big, reserved. Yeah. Not not a big uh, social, not real social. No. I mean, I'll talk to you. I mean, I can have a conversation with you, but, you know, I am not looking for one generally. 
right? <laughs> we're, we're the kind of people that if you see somebody out, they say if you're in a parking lot or something, you're like, hey, probably don't want to talk to them. <laughs> that's us. But yeah, we stay in the car. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly right, man. So, but yeah, I always, always wonder what life would have looked like for us with social media back in the day. It would have been interesting. It, it would have been. been interesting. I am thankful we didn't, though. No, oh, I am too. Yeah. It, so, yeah. So, a report comes out, and I, I don't know exactly where this came from. Sources Ted, I can't read that last name. Ted, somebody is the source of this, but it was talking about the rise of dopamine culture. Mm-hmm. What's dopamine? I know that's a, uh, I don't know if it's a so, hormone. It's a hormone. Yeah, it's a hormone. Okay. So it's a hormone that your body releases. It's kind of like a fleeting thing. It, it yeah. gives you, gives you a quick, sense of of good feeling yeah like a jolt yeah yeah like like if somebody tells you hey good job yeah or like after the sermon on sunday hey that's a great sermon then for a split second you're like oh thanks do you believe in those um here's when i quit believing those i preached a revival i always have a story for some reason i was preaching a revival service in Dryden, Virginia. Whoa, how'd you get hooked up there? My good friend, Doug Bridges. Okay, I remember that. You remember big, that name? Big man. Yeah, he was he was a manly man. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I remember him, yeah. Preached at his church, which he, which by the way, I've been meaning to ask you, have you ever seen the movie with Princess Bride? Oh, yeah. We Okay, we don't need to talk uh, yeah. about that. Okay, yeah. Because we have can, never talked about that. That's my family's favorite. That, like not my okay. not not in this house. Yeah. Like my sisters and brothers and mothers. How have we never talked like, about that? I gave a Christmas present one year of a bag with every word in the movie wrote on it. Nice. So yeah, okay. Put that in the list. We'll, nice. Yeah, we we can. We'll I've been meaning there. to ask you about that for months. Yeah, we'll have a whole never seen it whole half episode dedicated to that. Okay. Very good. Very good. So anyway, anyway, Doug was the guy that introduced me to that movie was the point. Anyway, he had me to preach at his church in Dryden, Virginia. And, you know, I I preached a burner of a sermon one time (laughs) and one of his church members came up to me and she said, you are the best preacher I've ever heard. And so I told Doug later, I was like, you know what? Your church member told me, you, you know, just in passing, I was going to say that, you know, I, I'm the best preacher she's ever heard. Yeah. And he's like, oh, she said that to me too. She said that to everybody that preaches here. <laughs> so, so ever since then, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, I, I'll tell you, it was the second time I preached and it was at your church. Yeah. And one of them old ladies told me I did a good job and I knew better. <laughs> <laughs> I knew better. <laughs> I knew I did not do a good job. <laughs> That's funny. Oh yeah, but no, uh, it's nice that people do that. But it uh, is, it is. But dopamine, yeah. For dopamine I mean, stuff. yeah. I don't know if I believe it too much when people say it. Yeah. But it, you know, there is this fleeting for just a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyways, the, the rise of dopamine culture. So a lot of this is associated with 
social media. And let's see, it's broke down into seven different things, athletics, journalism, video, music, images, communication, and relationships. And it's broke down into three different cultures, a slow traditional culture, a fast modern culture, and a dopamine culture saying that now we are in the dopamine culture. It's actually a really interesting chart. So I'll just do, let's look at video. And I think this is kind of a good way to look at this and a good way to think about it. So it talks about in the slow traditional culture, film and TV. Okay. When we were growing up, we went to a lot of movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was like one of our hobbies. One of the things we did for fun was to go to the movie theater and watch a movie. Families yeah. would sit around the TV and watch family television series. Like it was a big thing to do. Yeah. Like I can remember growing up with my dad, we would watch Walker, Texas Ranger. Ah! And that was, if you had waited one second, I was going to say, I remember watching Walker, Texas Ranger yeah. with my parents. Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger. We would watch that. <laughs> and then. But then it goes to a fast modern culture where it talks about video. So like you, YouTube, the rise of YouTube and people being able to watch, you know, decent sized videos. Yeah. But quicker, quicker access. You don't have to go anywhere. And, and more individual. You can do it on your own. You can pull it up on a tablet or on a phone. Okay. But then the dopamine culture where we get these. And so what's associated with this is in the slow traditional culture. These it took longer times for us to get that satisf- satisfaction. Modern fast modern culture goes a little faster. Dopamine culture, it's instant. Reels, short videos. One of the things with this podcast when we started this whole thing was in the marketing of it, we thought, okay, we've got to make these short videos, and we still do it some. These short videos, put them on social media so they can get the clicks, they can get the views. Yeah, because we understand that's what people watch. Yeah. And you look at all the social platforms right now and every one of them are set up on these reels. YouTube has shorts. Facebook has reels. TikTok, that's what it is. And Instagram has reels as well. So I know I, I know if like my photography that I do, if I make a video or something like that, the the statistics tell me how long people are engaged, how long they watch it. And so like a for instance, a video would be like, okay, most people watch the first four seconds and then engagement dropped off after that. And that that's just our, our, our culture. If something yeah. doesn't catch our eye or keep us going within just a few seconds, we're swiping to the next thing exactly. uh, j- just to, just to get that feeling of, oh, that, you know, that's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's funny. And, you know, I also sit just looking at the music here and because we talk about music a lot. It talks about the slow culture's albums. I used to love just sitting and listening. Like we would talk, we've talked about going to get the new CDs at On Cue or Sam Goody or whatever it was called and couldn't wait to get it in. And we would start at number one and listen to number one, number two, number three, number four, and so on. Yeah. And then, of course, comes along CDs and you don't have to listen to number one, number two, number three, number four. You can skip to whatever track you want. Yeah. And now, can you buy like an album anymore? I, I think everything's just pretty much digital. Right. Like I, people put out albums, but they're digital. And, and then 
you don't, I don't guess you even have to buy the whole thing. You just buy whichever songs you want. And if then, you buy it. Yeah. yeah. And then you have TikTok where people are becoming famous on TikTok because they can, they sing for a couple seconds. Yeah. And it just shows the culture. And then I really, the last one, and I will, we won't continue to talk about this whole time, but get into the other thing. Relationships starts with courtship and marriage, the slow traditional culture. We come into the fast culture. We got to have sexual freedom. We got to be able to do what we want to do. And then finally swiping on an app, a dating app, just swipe left, swipe right, I guess. And, you know, you find your lifelong mate, but it just shows how. And I think the, the kind of the, the illustration thing here, how our culture today is a dopamine culture, that it's a culture that is not satisfied unless we're having quick hits of satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the ones that kind of stuck out to me too, and I'll I'll just say it real quick here is is even with sports, people used to play sports more and then, and then you get to the point, well, you know, maybe, maybe I'll watch the game and, and have that quick feeling for a game. And then now the big thing, and especially here in Kentucky, it's anytime you watch television, it's, Something about gambling, man. Well, that's that, that's how you yeah. can get a rush. Gamble on a sport. Yeah, I mean, it's like everything. I said I listen to some different podcasts and stuff, and I've been listening to some sports ones. And I mean, it's and I mean they're not in Kentucky, but I mean that's like everything they talk about. Like every every ad, every everything they you know the ads are all for yeah. sports gambling now. But yeah, you're right. It's just that quick hit, that quick quick satisfaction. So kind of we want to use that kind of we wanted to use that to lay a little groundwork and really just talk about social social media and the gospel. Because this is not something that's been wrote about in church history. You know, it's a new thing. It's it's a you know became a thing in the last, what, 10, 15 years. And so we have to understand how to navigate that as Christians. And we certainly don't want to be, we don't want to fall into that, that as the illustration says, dopamine culture where we're having to almost be enslaved to these things to have moments of joy, satisfaction, or belonging, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I mean, social media is something that's in a lot of ways became a a necessary evil. And like even every generation is involved with it. You know, the, you know, face, the Facebook is, (laughs) is people our age and and older, Uh uh, even, even quite a bit older. And then you got kids on. Instagram, they're mo- mostly there and then TikTok and things, but it's like everybody's on it. If you're going to do anything like we're doing this podcast, you have to put stuff out on social media. Most churches, uh, I, I say most churches, a whole lot of churches have social media accounts because that's just, that's the way you stay connected anymore. Yeah. That's, that's the way you get word out. That's, that's just how it is, but it's, it's a completely different way of living than it was two two decades ago, and I, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. It, it's altered things, but it, it's 
how do we navigate that with the gospel? How do we ensure that our use of social media is gospel centered and you know th- things like that? What what are some things maybe that Christians haven't really thought through when using social media? Right. That's kind of the things we'll do. And I think here's the maybe the temptation on social media and maybe it's it causes it to be a temptation unlike anything maybe in our lives because even if we are confrontational on social media we're not really being confrontational because we really I mean we don't have skin in it I guess you could say it's you know it's (laughs) <laughs> there's no real dialogue. I don't look at social media as real dialogue yeah. because real dialogue is sitting down with someone. And I mean, you don't have to be sitting down, but having an actual conversation with two people present in the same place. That's, that's real dialogue or yeah. face, maybe face to face. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Like me and you're in a different place right now, but, I think we are having real dialogue. We are looking at each other, but, but actually having dialogue where we can hear the other person's voice. Maybe that's, that's a better way to think about it. And social media is completely absent of that. And, you know, I see a lot of things. So I have a pretty, my Facebook, I just, I kind of let be friends with about anybody unless you just like, put cuss words on there all the time or pictures I really don't care to see, but yeah. you know, I don't really have any gauge on that. So it's pretty eclectic group and thoughts all over the place about a lot of different things. And I feel that temptation. I, I think I tell you maybe once every couple of weeks, I almost got a, a Facebook fight because I was ready to fire something off because someone said something that biblically I didn't think was right. And yeah. I was, I was ready to jump into the, foxhole and go after it but then thought about it. it's like what good is any of this going to do you know if i spend a week's time here trying to debate someone on you know the doctrine of original sin (laughs) in the context of comments on facebook yeah yeah that's uh, that's the thing is as Christians, we want the truth, and it's tough when we see things that are not true or things that are against Scripture, and the temptation is always to say something. It is for me anyway, and we're preachers too, so we're kind of geared to right. want, want people to know what the truth is. But, I mean, you're right. I don't know if there's ever been a conversation that I've had on any social media ever since I've been on it that's resulted in somebody being like oh okay well you know what you're right i want to change my view yeah it's just one person going after another and then some some person putting up their their point of view and and the other person doesn't even read what it is they're just automatically responding it's just knee-jerk reaction so it it does not seem to be the most profitable place for for engaging in in debate it's not like um you know, the different councils that have been held throughout <laughs> right. church, church history. Like that's not happening on social media. Right. And I, I, so I use my, 
my Facebook account for people that I know locally, kind of, or, you know, friends that I've had that have moved away, just kind of keep up with people that I know or know of. But like my Twitter or X account, I use it to keep up with like what's going on in the church, like big picture church, Christianity in America and things like that. And that can be, that can be a very unfruitful place sometimes. And it's just like what you said, you can have two people debating something on there and I have never seen anyone change their mind on it. (laughs) You know, you could have two great scholars that are smarter than me debating something on that and, and they don't change their mind because that's not it's I don't think that it is an avenue to be able to do that. And it can become very toxic yeah. in those ways. So, you know. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. When you have conversations like this, you, you wonder, like, why am I even on it at all? I, um, I, I got off Facebook for for a while. And the reason I got back on was my son was he he was in the process of getting a service dog and I wanted to make a way to update uh, the people that were part of making that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you and you, your church included. There's so many people that were, were generous to help that happen. So I, I wanted to be able to connect with those people and, and give that update. But mm-hmm. I couldn't do that without being on there. Right. So so I had to do that, and then that just leads to well, you know, I have my personal account and. You know, I'll get on there and argue with about chemtrails and things like that too. <laughs> but I, for me, it, it it's almost like an all or nothing. Mm-hmm. I can shut it down and delete the account and be better off than than trying to moderate it in in some ways with with, with how I am. But I don't know. Is that there's so much. It seems like there's so much potential for for the gospel with that, but I, there's not very many ways that we go about, like you said, being fruitful with how with how we do that. Yeah, I've tried a new approach. When did I start this? We talked about it. It's been about a month, maybe not a month. It's not quite been mm-hmm. a month. So, and I've I've changed it a little bit from what me and you originally talk about. I'm sure you've noticed that. So I'm posting a Bible verse every Monday. Yeah. And then I'll do quotes the rest of the week about different things. And I thought, you know what? I have this. I may as well try to use it for some good. Now, I don't necessarily, if someone don't agree with anything, I I don't go. I know one really, one guy had to clarify something. He was disagreeing, but he didn't know what he was talking about. So I had to clarify that. But I I don't necessarily plan on using it if someone disagrees for a, a space to argue. Mm-hmm. but just a space for maybe to, you know, one, I think we have a great neglect in our culture where we're at of people knowing anything about church history, just the average churchgoer. So I want to quote some people from church history. So maybe that'll put their names in their mind and they'll look up some of their other stuff. I thought maybe that'll happen. Yeah. And then just to, you know, try to be a lot in that space and not, you know, talk about everything horrible going on in my life because the bad thing about social media and here's, here's what I see is. And again, we're coming back to that, that dopamine hit. It is a space that you can put up a, 
um, fraud of a life on. You can be, you can paint a picture on social media and your life be an absolute shambles. But as long as you're getting likes and, you know, comments on your post, you feel like that, that life is worth living. Maybe it almost becomes, it almost becomes a twisted gospel for people, a self, a self-centered gospel mm-hmm. where that, that the joy and satisfaction and belonging that we find in life comes from, you know, the affirmations that we get through social media. And we almost feel that that belonging, you know, I think Augustine said in his confessions that oh, I can get it. I won't get it exactly right, but our hearts are made for thee and our hearts are restless until they find rest in thee. So, so that, that just finding rest in Christ, that belonging in Christ, we, we settle for a lesser glory when we use social media for those things. Yeah. Uh, tonight was, you know, this is Wednesday. We had our Wednesday night children's ministry tonight and it was me and a few other people take turns teaching. It was my turn to teach tonight to the kids and taught out of John chapter four with the woman at mm, the well. Yeah, I was thinking of that. Yeah. And you know, Jesus is telling her that he's offering this living water that will cause you to never thirst again. And she's not understanding. She's thinking in terms of physical water. And one thing that really hit home to me tonight as I was reading through that and teaching the kids was the part where Jesus says, go call your husband. Mm. And she says, I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right. You've had five husbands and basically the one you're with now is not your husband. And it's this picture of a life that is unsettled and always looking for something more or something different, never satisfied with anything. And I don't know the story behind those six or the five marriages and then the, mm-hmm. being, being on the sixth one. But obviously she was a woman that did not have satisfaction and and couldn't find that anywhere. Even the point where at first she was wanting the water that Jesus was talking about, and she didn't understand. She was like, "Hey, that, that's great. I won't have to won't have to come get this water at the well every week." And it's like I wouldn't have to do do this work. I don't have to go back and forth. And she's just really unsettled. And what Jesus was saying is, he has the uh, the living water that satisfies and if you have him in spirit and in truth the the holy spirit of god the truth of god it's a life-giving well that gives you peace it gives you satisfaction it gives you rest where you don't find that with uh anywhere else and, and and just just by the providence of god on social media this morning a friend that you and i both know had posted on his thing just the simple statement i can't find peace and i hadn't spoken to him in years but i I sent him a message and and said there's the only way you're going to find peace is in one place and that's jesus christ and and that's that's what it is we are people who are geared and driven even to look for satisfaction in every other place, social media being one of the biggest places right now. Yeah. Other yeah. than Christ. 
Yeah, and it's and so you know the guys and the men and women who I don't programmed social these social media things the X and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. And all, I mean, I don't TikTok all of them. They built these things <laughs> to give us those quick joys of sat- those quick minutes of joy. That's what they built them for. They that's how they make money. So they are actually built to do that. And so we shouldn't be surprised that they do that. Yeah. And now I don't want people to listen to this and, and think that, you know, you need to go to your phones and delete every bit of it. I mean, maybe you do. I mean, that's, that's your decision to do that. Social media can be used for good. It can, it's just like anything else. You know, I'm sure when the radio came out and people were listening to things on the radio, some people said it was of yeah. the devil and that it was the worst thing that's ever happened to the world in the world. But then you have someone like John MacArthur who used the radio to get yeah. the message of the gospel out all over the world. So as well, Christians, let, let me say this too. you know, as we grew up, the thing was. Oh, TV's bad. You know, don't, don't be a person that sits around and watches TV. Mm-hmm. I even remember when I first went to Bible college in the early 2000s, professor, somebody talking something about that. Oh, you know, spent people spending all their time watching TV and things. It, it's, it's the mode, the, the mode, the thing changes, mm-hmm. but, but the issue remains. Right. Right. And, and there'll be something that comes along after social media eventually that'll do yeah. the same kind of thing, just in a different way. Well, it already has came out. It's the goggles. It's uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The Apple goggles. I mean, whatever they're called. I know that's not what they're called, but Apple Vision. I mean, it, yeah. it's thing you put on, and it's virtual reality. I mean, that's the next thing, and I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, all these all these people are working on it. It's going to happen. I'm not wearing them, but. Say you say that, that now. I say that in <laughs> five years, we'll be doing the podcast with those things on, but. You know, so let's, we've got about, I don't know, 10 minutes left. That's what we got. Christians are going to use social media. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they are. I mean, I can't, I can't go in front of my church Sunday morning and say, Hey guys, everybody get out your phones right now and turn, delete it, get off of it. I mean, that's not the, we're going to be recording a sermon live on Facebook, you know, that's that's the world we live in. So here's what we got to do. How can we ground ourselves? We need to have a conversation here, me and you. How can we ground ourselves and how can we, 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 we talk to Christians? How can we ground ourselves in the gospel? Martin Lloyd-Jones talks about preaching the gospel to ourselves. How can we ground ourselves in that the truths of the gospel so that social media does not become our idol or the joy and satisfaction, the dopamine hit we get from it does not become our idol. Let's talk through that a little bit. I would say, I have a few thoughts with that. I I would say for one, there are some people that probably need, do need to, to get rid of it all together. I'm thinking of Jesus saying, if your eye causes you to sin, Pluck it out. So I, I'm talking like people, if, if you're the kind of person and you're listening and you're the kind of person that uses your social stuff to look up like pornography, 
things mm. like that. Yeah. Get, get rid of that. Don't, don't be into that. Don't, don't let that be something that's in your life, especially as a Christian. Don't, don't be tempted with that. And if you can't stay away from that on your phone or your tablet or whatever, then you might be the kind of person that needs to cast that out. Yeah, absolutely. If you, um, are able to use it reasonably, and I think this is the key is, You've got to be able to use it for purposes and don't let it overcome you Yeah, to, to where, like we've talked about, your joy comes from that, comes even from the next like or the next funny cat video or, or whatever it is. If you're chasing that, kind of kind of take a step back and, and reevaluate your priorities while you're doing what you're doing and just simply ask yourself, why am I on Facebook? Yeah. And for a lot of people, it's, it's to stay connected with others. And that's fine. Why am I on Twitter? Why am I on Instagram? And if you're just trying to do one thing after another, looking for, looking for something, you're not going to find it. I, I don't care if there's 400 social medias out there. You can sign up for everyone. You're, you're not going to find it in that. So I, I encourage you to take inventory of why you're doing what you're doing and, and guard yourself too. I was proud of my two daughters and they're teenagers and they have, they have social media and we, we tried to work into that over the years slowly as, as well as we can, but they, they both had a friend that that was a friend of mine also, you know, common person that, that we all knew, but this guy would post sometimes inappropriate stuff and they just, when they saw it, they just immediately unfriended the person because mm-hmm. th- their thought was, Hey, you know, I- I'm not having this on-, on my thing. Yeah. You got, you can't put yourself in situations where you're doing stuff or seeing stuff that, that you shouldn't, or you're filling yourself up with junk in your head all, all the time. It- it's okay to watch a funny video. Like I'm, I'm not saying that at all, but I- I'm saying, be careful as you use social media about what you are filling yourself with. And it's the old adage, whenever you're, you're squeezed, whatever you're filled with is what's going to come out of you. So, so I've never heard that. you never, so, so if you squeeze an orange, you know, yeah. orange juice is going to come out. It's what, what, whatever's okay. inside you, whatever you filled yourself up with is, is what's going to come out mm-hmm. when you're, when you're hard pressed and, Things like that. Yeah. Let me hammer on a point you said just then. Okay. You were a little nicer than I'm going to be, I think. You touched on it, though. You touched about, you know, if it's hard, you know, if it's the pornography is an issue, you don't need social media. Right. Because, you know, that's, you can fall into that really quick. But I'm going to take it a little step further. I'm going to say that if you're not Christian and I, I'm talking to Christians here, I want everybody to understand that I'm, I'm talking to Christians. If you are not rooted and grounded in your faith, if you are not just abiding in Christ, which as a Christian, that's what you should be doing, abiding in him. Then you don't need social media. You don't need it. And here's, I'm going to use some Bible for you here. Ephesians chapter five, verse one, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. 
but sexual morality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. I want to take Paul's words there, and I want to apply them to this this situation. But let sexual morality and all purity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper with the saints. Here's the truth. Unless you're very closely guarding your social media, then that stuff is going to be named among you. It's going to be there. You know, we joke about sometimes our phones hear every conversation that we say, people around us say, and sometimes just things pop up on there that we're not even thinking about. The Bible's clear. Flee from temptation. Don't even get close to it. I'll, I'll use an old, did you say adage earlier? An old adage. Old yeah. adage. I can remember, I like to, I've said on here before that I like to illegally build bonfires in my backyard in the middle of the city, in the subdivision. I'm sure I'm breaking several rules by doing that. But I can remember doing that in the past. And Elijah, when he was younger, of course, what's every young boy want to do? Get so close to that fire, right? And just yeah. maybe even jump over it. And I can remember as a dad saying, hey, man, you don't want to get close to that fire. You don't know what will happen. You could slip. You could fall. You know, something out of your control could knock you in. Elijah's sure-footed. You know, he's got better balance than I do. But you have to be cautious around these things. It will burn you. It is. I feel like it is very much the same when it comes to social media. We have to tread very lightly and be very aware of everything going on for us because Satan is like a roaring lion. He's around the corner ready to devour us, and he will use every scheme that he can to do that. And in the day we live in, probably the greatest scheme he has at his disposal is social media. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So just again, just to be clear, it's, we're not saying you have to live without it. It's, it's a different world and we use it for so many things, but just, just take some time to consider the things that we've said. If you're the kind of person that needs to get rid of it, get rid of it. And if you're on it, just ask how you can use it for, for good purposes, for the gospel, for, encouragement for the edification of of other christians think things like that sometimes we go through things mindlessly you can't do that with social media don't be mindless with it actually think about why you're doing what you're doing and and be gospel centered and and rooted in in christ just like you said yeah so kind of sum it all up keep jesus the main thing keep the gospel the main thing Use, if you use social media, use it very cautiously, but keep your eyes on Christ as you run the race that's set before you. Thanks for listening to the Halfway There Cast, a production of Halfway There Ministries. Visit our website, halfwaytheirministries.org, where you will find resources to help you follow Christ on your way home, as well as information about how to find us on social media and read our blog. We are serving Christ on our way home and trying to help others on their way. We are halfway there.